there, Rifa. Let's see, Rifa is on board, dude. Anyway, yep, dude, yep. I was just looking through some stuff of yours yesterday. You know, just before I want to chat, I was just trying to recall when was the last, uh, when was the first time I actually heard you in, in the music industry. And then I realized, dude, you're one of the OGs in the country, dude. Uh, well, been around for a while. I've uh, been around for a while. Uh, I signed my label, I signed my recording deal with Positive Tone actually in 1998. Exactly. You see, that is what I was about to ask you about that. 1998, Positive Tone, everybody. Okay, for those who don't know the new guys who don't know about Positive Tone, that's one of the most awesome labels that ever existed in the Malaysian music scene because they discovered a lot of great... Uh, the talents that you see, the trend that you see now, it's thanks to them. They discovered a whole lot of guys from the hip-hop scene, from the alternative scene, R&B, you name it. They brought the key act, the foundation of what we see today. And uh, the thing is this, you see, like if you talk about music being discovered or being signed up to a label, uh, currently, of course, people can pick from YouTube, people can pick from Instagram, your post or whatever you can think of. But how were you discovered by Positive Tone back then, Joe? <laughs> okay, back then it wasn't so simple, right? No internet, no live streaming services, no nothing, yeah. none of those sorts. Uh, so we, we used to do the old school thing. La. They actually used to have a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but, but rap competitions used to be uh, quite a thing la, back then. Okay. So there was one um, big one which was sponsored by BMG. It was a, well, that time it was a Puff Daddy competition. Okay. Yeah, when that I'll Be Missing You album uh, just came out. I remember so, that. Yeah, so I actually joined that uh, rap competition. It was in Radio Shack in Wan Utama, if you remember that. That's how yes, old yes. it was. I yeah. Um, so I uh, joined that. Um, if I'm not mistaken, if you know of this other group called Say La Vie, they also joined that. Yes, um, I remember them. Correct. And um, Landslide from Poetic Ammo was actually one of the judges. Ah, so, okay, okay. Yeah, so I came in second uh, behind Sela V, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Uh, but after the show, Sly pulled me aside and um, he spoke to me. He said, you know, uh, maybe you want to come in for an audition with, uh, we're working on this project, uh, this compilation project called Tricks and Tales with Positive Tone. Yeah, so probably, yeah, yeah. You can come in. yeah, correct. So I was like, of course, I was, you know, Flying to the moon like that time was landslide from Poetic Ammo just asked me to come in, right? So yeah. Um we, we set a date with uh, Illegal uh from Platinum who who's now with Platinum Studios and okay. we got got into the studio like a week later, recorded it. And then of course I was sitting on pins and and uh and needles for a long time until like a couple of weeks later when uh, they called me and said that to to come in and uh, record a demo and then that was the rest they say is history. So after that, I got selected to join uh, Furhat, Innuendo, Poetic Ammo, uh, Embers yeah, of Yeah, because when, okay, when it comes to the name Rifa, let me let me get this straight. Yeah? Back then, I remember because during my broadcasting DJing days and club days and so on, there is it's, it is a compulsory thing, or rather, it's it's is a norm. Whenever you hear an R&B track, you hear any track at all, you you're guaranteed to have Rifa's name in one of the track. It's like a compulsory <laughs> thing. There was a season, man. It's like anybody. It doesn't matter at all. Like Nora had a track. Too Fat had a track. Whether it's Furhat, someone or the, any and anybody and everybody at all. He had your your track or rather your verse in any of the song. Confirm. If there's no Rifa, that means the song is not promoted well yet. Or maybe the guy hasn't... I don't know. I don't know how to put it. It hasn't been that famous yet. Look. Confirm. It must be there. Rifa is every single thing. But the question is this. Why didn't you release an album at that that particular era, because I remember Trick and Tales was, if I'm not mistaken, the track was so high, right? Uh, no, Trick and Tales, the track was Uptown. Uptown, okay, okay, Uptown. Was it yes. was it the one with Innuendo, no? With uh, Sam from Innuendo. Sam from Innuendo, okay. So Tricks, right. you also, then after that, you had your debut single, also, uh, another single called So High, right? Yes, that was from my album in 2000. The year 2000. The Correct. So So High was the first single. Okay, okay, okay. And yeah. then you had, you had a whole lot of great tracks in that particular album. And But after that, I see there's a lot of singles being placed. And uh, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like a fanboy. I, mean, I am anyway, but I don't want to sound like a fanboy. But your style of rapping, your flow, your beats were totally 
different. I mean, you you start. I mean, you were one of the elites who did that fast rapping thing in most of the songs, right? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I used to do that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still do it a little bit now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess back then it was there were not so many uh, uh, MCs that that could like uh, dribble and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so it was quite a quite a handful actually. It was probably myself, uh, Malik, um, this group called Mob. Yeah, I remember um, them. Yeah, MOB, not, not that many. Mob had a bit of Bontag's feel, right? Correct. Mob was was very uh, well, yeah, harmonious, uh, kind of like Bontag's. So yeah, so generally that's pretty much all I can think of, of 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 MCs that were actually like dribbling fast back in the day. Yeah, there's only handful, very little. So the thing is, you guys stand out. Whenever you know, you know these names come out. You know the style of rapping, and you have that unique identity. But the thing is, this like I said, after the key of R, your music wise, there was a lot of singles and albums. Why was that? I actually did record an independent album. Uh, well, okay, a lot of singles because generally there was a lot of requests. Yeah, okay. a lot of people came me up, um, especially like uh, in the Malay industry, like you said, Nora. Uh, then there was also Camellia, uh, yeah. and I did one uh, another song with with uh, Deja Moss. Uh, uh, sometime after that as well, uh, I actually recorded some stuff on my own. Um, I ended up just um, releasing it online. Um, just for free, just, just as, a, as as I don't know for fun, I guess. So, why, why is that? Because like seriously, I mean, they, okay, I'll be I'll be fair with you. I know there's two yeah. types of artists when it comes to hip hop scene or whatever. There's two types. Uh, one, okay, right. well, fully into the marketing side of it, fully money making, and this this want to release the materials out. And despite being passionate, they want to focus on that. Then there's another group that is more towards the music itself, the passion, 100% passion. They just want to be heard out there. Not much of the marketing side. So which one do you fall in? I'm more of the not much of the marketing side guy, lah. You know, I like to test myself a lot um, normally. Um, also, part of the reason why the the second album was unreleased is because a lot of the tracks I tried producing myself. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was a learning curve, and so there was one thing very clear to me after I was done, uh, mm-hmm. uh, where wherever I, I left off. Um, was that I can't produce for shit. So, really? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm terrible, bro. Terrible. That's why I work with with with, with, with producers like uh, Navigator and Illegal and so on and so forth and Pragmatic oh. uh, and all that. But yeah, I'm terrible, bro, at producing. So um, I quickly gave up on that and I uh, just decided to just let those go, those songs go because I okay. felt that it was uh, unfair to 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 do anything. Uh, to well, to even charge or even think about it, charging anything to anyone for something that I believe was subpar. Um, really? So that, that, yeah, I mean, like rap-wise or otherwise. I mean, it's it's a that's a, a whole, right? It it, it complements the the the, the melody. Uh, all, all all comes into it doesn't really come into one. Or in my ears, it doesn't really come into one. I don't believe it's good enough for for therefore people to be actually paying their hard-earned money for it you know really dude seriously I, I mean for me personally i found it awesome dude like uh, one of one of my favorites was uh uh i mean the video was pretty straightforward uh, illegal bounce was it re- produced and written by you yeah. uh yes yes that no 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 illegal bounce was actually uh produced by illegal that was from my album uh key of R. okay See stuff like that, the music like that. Yeah. I mean, the, the key of R. Did you produce that, or was there anyone else produ- uh, who produced that? Ah, uh, that was produced by Illegal from Pet- Platinum Studios. Oh, okay. So you didn't produce much of the uh, songs that you found inside. Uh, about none, close to none. Really? <laughs> but it was yeah, a good in the key album. of R. I didn't produce. I didn't produce anything in the key of R, man. I mean, you okay? You had a good album. Why didn't you just continue working? I mean, doing another one, maybe with Illegal or maybe any other producers to produce another album. I okay. I got to be honest. I also I also got very um, hooked on uh, doing TV and theater. Okay. At one point, yeah. So after I released my album in uh, two thousand, I was actually called up by a director friend of mine. 
Oh, by the way, I'm uh, sorry. I'm uh, back to illegal bouncers before I go on this. The, the illegal bounce video that you saw was actually a college project uh, done oh. by now uh, quite a famous film director friend of mine called Eugene Lim. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So it was actually a school project, but um, it worked out well for me because uh, obviously there was no budget for any proper videos uh, aside from So High for that one for okay. the album. Yeah, back then videos were like 60k, bro. It's not like 5G's, 3G's where you got students doing it nowadays. I know now it's it's totally different. But okay, you were about to tell me why you some you had a call and you're going to TV. Yeah, now. sorry. Yeah, so I got a call to audition for this uh, sitcom called Buddies. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, well, I've always considered myself a fan of comedy and uh, always liked comedy. Um, So I, I really was very interested in giving it a shot. So I went for auditions. I got casted with Naam or uh, Murad, uh, uh, Chris Ng, and uh, Benjamin Kyrell. People may know okay. Benji. Okay. Um, yeah. So we were doing that for close to five years. Uh, about five seasons we were running. Okay. Um, so that was that itself. That was already almost, I think, three years, three years plus, perhaps, mm-hmm. that we were um, in in production for that. And then um, after I was out with that, then the 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 the, the acting uh, roles just kept coming in, and uh, some theater roles. Theater was was it, it was fun for me at first. Acting, uh, not say at first, it was fun for me. You know, it was something new, something I hasn't haven't uh, actually ventured into. Okay. So I kind of got. You know, like totally swept up by that wave. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, and um, so I, I, I just kind of left uh, music to the side for a bit, mm. just doing it more for, for passion and, and 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 for kicks rather than for 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 release or anything like that. Okay. Um, and then as 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 the acting went on a little bit more, I got uh, actually noticed and pulled into doing theater, oh. which. Uh, Yeah, theater was was theater is a real experience, man. I love doing theater, man. Theater is nothing like it, man. No, I'm, I must say I'm a bit shocked right now from rapping to yeah. theater. That is like the contrast is completely <laughs> different. It is, it is. But I mean, you know, it's still stage performance. Uh, yeah. If you look at it, it's still uh, you and a crowd and um, no spots for mess ups. Uh, generally, it 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 it. it, it It keeps you on your feet, you know. It keeps you your your mind is is always uh, just rolling, rolling, rolling with the punches, you know. So okay. that's, that 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 keeps me fresh. That keeps me. Um, it's very entertaining for me, and okay. especially like okay, my last uh, last uh, uh, trilogy of of, of uh, theater that I actually did was uh, the Chuchi, the musical trilogy. If 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 you've heard about it, yes, I know. Howie um, was all involved in that, right? Uh, yeah, all, all the guys. Okay. Up in Hans, um, Hans Isaac and uh, Afin yeah. Chowki, all, all, all of them. So you yeah. can imagine this. You know, Haris Iskandar was involved um, as one of the writers as well in the first two seasons. So you can imagine, right? The the, the having this kind of crowd um, in, 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 in on stage, right, with you. And these guys are psycho, bro. I tell you, people like Afin and all that. They they'll purposely screw up the lines, right? You cannot cut you, you know, bro. So oh you're like, yeah. So you got to be quick. You got to jab. You've got like as many the whole of Istana Budaya that looking there waiting for you. What you gonna say? You know what I mean? So yeah. So that that for me was a real. And plus, I love like I mentioned, I love comedies. So that was a real. Um, that was a. a That's when I found a true uh, hidden passion for theater. I think. Okay, because no, this yeah. because I'm surprised because I never had a chance to ask you this question through the years. Like I said, I've been following uh, artists from the days of positive film till today, and there's always been a mystery. But when it comes to you in particular, it's always been a big mystery for me. It's like why, why all of a sudden? I mean, I know you got a day job and so on, but there was a season, like I said earlier. Every corner you go, every track that you hear, whether it's an R&B or hip hop track, uh, Rifa's name is always mentioned in every single thing. It's always been featured. Then all of a sudden, the, the disappearance for a short while of, of in time, and then you come back again. You go with the bang, and then you come out again. You disappear for a while. You're like you're, you're beginning to sound like Prince, really, you know? 
So Prince did that. He comes in, he just does it, and then he disappears for a while. Then he comes back again. Especially recently, you had a project for the fastest rapper, and uh, which you released your track called Udat, produced by Roshan himself. That was another mind-blowing track. Something that you don't uh, commonly hear. I mean, let's let's face it. Okay, I'm just going to be very blunt here, very sharp, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the the rap scene right now, the music that you say here right now. I'm not talking as a rapper point of view because I know jack shit about rap, but I like I appreciate it and I enjoy listening to it. But the scene right now, it's very monotonous. It's the same sounding tunes back to back. Would you agree with me on that? And who who that was a fresh a uh, uh, sorry a fresh a breath of fresh air. I mean, it's only a limited people, a few people only who does the stuff that is very different, like you, Roshan, and a couple of other guys, Yogi, and all this kind of stuff. You have your own unique sounding, but in comparison with the new rap scene that's going on right now, would you agree with me on that, or do you have anything to say about that? I definitely agree with you. Uh, I mean, music as a whole, especially rap, has taken a huge, huge uh, uh, turn off. The axis, if you ask me, I mean, um, yeah, everybody's sounding the same. The music sounding the same. You can't really tell the difference anymore, honestly. That that um, it's kind of dampening my spirits on hip hop. Um, it's it's actually also the reason why I stopped writing for quite a while. I felt like there was no point because I prefer lyrical rap. Uh, yes, I, I like conscious rap. You know. Um, I like to listen to how people uh, wordplay. I like to listen to their punchlines and so on and so forth, and how they 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 they, they actually produce their their raps um, to sound interesting, right? Yeah. But now it's just um, when you listen to the radio, you can't tell one guy from the other. Um, very predictable. The yeah, the beats pretty much sound the same. The rapping style all sound the same. Um, limited vocabulary. Uh, very few, very few. <laughs> you know, back in the day when you used to write lyrics and all that kind of stuff on on on, on like exercise books and so on and so forth, right? Yeah. Man, these guys can write their raps in two lines, man. Yeah, I know. I I mean, I've seen that in my very own eyes. I jammed with some of these guys before, and I was just I had I had arguments, a lot of arguments, and the, the number one excuse I hear, or rather, the reason is. This is the trend, bro. This is what the people want. But I, I don't know. I'm a bit confused with that part. Are you, aren't you supposed to give what people need instead of what people want? I guess that's up to the artist, lah. Like, you know what I mean? What their perception of their role is um, yeah. as an artist uh, to your fans, right? What your responsibility is, because uh, yeah, some people just wanna just. Uh, okay, not taking anything away because I've been in this situation as well. Not taking any anything away from that. We've all heard of manufactured artists before. Okay, right? Meaning yeah. how we are molded or they are molded to be a mm. certain thing to feed a certain market um, and to prepare for a certain market. Yeah, uh, and to be a certain artist as such, you dress a certain way, you write a certain way. This is the kind of songs that you're gonna do, and mm. we'll take you to the top. That that's that's the promise, lah. You know, so we've heard that a lot before. Uh, we've seen that. That's that's kind of the norm. So I won't take anything away from the artist itself. I'm not saying that maybe they can write better stuff. Maybe they can um, make the songs a little bit more unique. Uh, I won't take that away from them. But what I know is those stuff that's being put out now is is. Uh, it's not know, exactly uh, the, this doesn't give that own factor, right? It's something that you can't exactly enjoy on the hip-hop level i mean like i said if you're a hip-hop fan you like you said a lot of things play a very important role like say one the music the music plays a very important role secondly your verses the kind of rap that you write okay the punch lines and the word plays the vocabulary everything plays an important role and even the subject also plays a very important role in uh coming up with a good rap track but currently i just i'm just like and yesterday i had the time of my life because i was just going through back uh, all your stuff that I still remember playing, you know, we used to be broadcasting DJs, right? Shopping mall DJs. Yep. So we used to get samplers and your music and all. So I'm just going through every single one of it. And I was just, dude, you should re-release, re-promote, do whatever you have to do. Get the market out there to see that what was the OG all about, man. Because like, 
let me put it this way. One of the tracks that uh, came across that caught my attention is one that you did with the Prema Yin. Okay, Prima Yin is right. one track. Then the one that you did with uh, Illegal, there's I think about two tracks with Illegal. Uh, I'm not talking about the PMR. There's another one with the black and white video come out. This is the time that my mind's not working. What is the name of the title? Uh, I know it was a good track. And of course, above it all, the latest one, which was Who Dad? It was, whoa. I mean, I am looking forward. I mean, would you be coming out with more singles like that from time to time just to give it back to the market to show them this is what hip-hop is all about? Because I know a few guys like you, like you, like say, for example, Vandal still maintains his originality in his music. And then Roshan, of course, he has his own signature, his music. So would you be coming out or would you be thinking of doing it more frequently? Yeah, I'm working on some news now. Um... It's actually something I've been planning for quite a while. With a capacity, I'm working with with a band. Okay. So it's not going to be straight up hip hop. It's not going to be straight up hip hop like the Roots or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Although there may be there may be some songs um, that may be similar um, along that line, but it's going to be much harder. Okay. Um, the metal is going to be much harder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't want to confuse you and and. and and pull you along the lines of like Linkin Park or Limp Bizkit is even much harder than that. Really? So, yeah, it's kind of an experimental thing. Yeah, it's hard, bro. It's hard. You, you think like Sepultura and stuff like that. Well, okay. Hip-hop so, and Sepultura. That will yeah. be something. Yeah. Okay, or maybe if you think Judge, Judgment Night. You remember okay. Judgment Night? That's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, something along those lines. You know, it's hard. It's hard, it's raw, it's rough. Um... So we've got about four or five songs now, almost done. Mm. Um, we uh, and one of the one there's a rapper and there's a singer, of course, and the singer is a uh, uh, boy. If you know him from Big Ben, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. So he's 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 awesome. His voice is crazy. Yeah, he is. So it's, I, I'm I'm generally trying to keep up, like, you know, with him. So it's 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 fun. It's a new experience for me, uh, especially doing this kind of music. But um, I'm also in the in in in. So yeah, more on that uh, soon. Once once we have everything ready for release, you will definitely be one of the people that I hit up. Please um, do, man. Yeah, but aside from that, yeah, I'm also talking to Roshan about doing some stuff because I really liked working with him uh, for Who That because I yeah. feel he's a very intelligent producer. He he analyzes. Even um, like we were talking about the music, the rap music nowadays, and how 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 it's lacking in in production or, or, or lyrics and so on and so forth. But he he analyzes it and he he breaks it down um, quite understandably as okay. to why certain aspects need to be in and perhaps certain aspects not. You know what I mean? That so we had that. We, it, it was quite a conversation when we were working on this uh, track. Uh, we were talking a lot of the times just so that we could be on the same wavelength and then and, and, uh, be happy with both the projects. We be creating the chemistry, the Yeah, correct. So he, so if you notice, who that the production, right? It's a little bit old school, but it has its new um, flavor as well. So the new flavor part, all of course, will be thanks to Roshan. Um, okay. He he had the foresight to see that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely going to be working more with him uh, and uh, the navigator, of course, um, illegal. Um, the, the the usual cats. I work best with people that I'm most comfortable with. Well, of course, the results that came out was, of course, fantastic with the, the ones that you usually been working out with. Like I said, I'm a fan of Illegal's work. In fact, Navigator, you don't have to say he has produced a great ship. I'm sorry, great stuff. Yeah. Okay, great stuff. Yeah. And, uh, okay, and uh, Roshan, you don't have to say he has his own unique sound. You know, he uh, has his own unique son and he, uh, knowing him personally, chatting with him personally, his influence is vast, not only in the world of hip-hop, you talk about rock right. and other pop, so he goes from old school to new school, to fusing everything into one track, which is amazing, which is something that I would encourage. I mean, it's not like I said like I said earlier, I'm not a rapper myself, I haven't produced anything, but I have my fair share of playing those songs on air at one point in time and following them. So the thing is, maybe guys like you guys, I mean, the OGs, I uh, need to re-educate the system. I'm not saying change the system, but re-educate the system in the sense of what could be done and what should be done. Is that you think you think is a possibility in that? Well, the thing is what should be done and what could be done 
again is is quite subjective um mm. because if you okay if you check like the analytics just say of 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 uh, okay who that just say right on spotify okay all right so nowadays you know they give you the age group and so on so forth um so also it depends on what stations play your music right it, it okay. uh, goes to show which age group it it, it actually uh, caters to right okay. so you can see that that for who that uh, mm-hmm. i'm just using who that seeing that we're talking about it okay okay um who that if you notice the majority of the listeners right i think like 70% would be along our age group type oh okay so, okay okay yeah the 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 35s to your 50 uh, we are of course the closer to the 35s lah huh? <laughs> the, the 35s to the 50s around there if you go okay. younger right your 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 16 year old to your 25 year olds and all that uh-huh. not so much there is there's a there's, there's a um there's a percentage there but not so much you know what i mean so it just tells me that The younger generation has been molded already so much by constant radio airplay of all this uh uh the, well, the new age new problem age, uh, boom bap and and trap and and whatever mumble rap and all this okay um yeah i don't know <laughs> i just said what they bubble rapping we don't understand you anyway i, I can never i could never man i mean i i do check out gigs i do i love underground gigs that's one of my favorite spots wherever i check out in comparison with concerts or big shows underground gigs is where you find pure raw talent going on down there yeah. but at uh, one point of time i mean there were good acts i'm not denying it there were a couple of good acts but then slowly the so called mumble rap trap thing started kicking in which kind of ruined the whole feel because uh, you know for a fact back then i mean i'm pretty sure you played in underground gigs uh, back then and you know underground uh, gigs are the place where you discover talents something new something raw okay everybody is bringing what they have to the stage not something that's already been there right am i right or wrong correct correct exactly what it is yeah that there was what geeks underground geeks was all about but these days it seems to be like nothing but a show everybody sounding the same same beat same tune it's like the only thing that differentiates each and every artist is the voice that's the only thing so i i, I would hope i would hope that you guys would just create more of this uh introduce or rather re rebrand this whole underground gig thing going on right now because you need that old flavor i mean the old school guys to actually encourage more of this do you think is a possibility uh yes and no uh it's a it's a it's an interesting point that you brought up i was actually having a conversation with somebody the other day who was it cat farish okay right cat yeah so he used to be a big underground gig produce uh, uh organizer back in the day all right i'm mm-hmm. talking about 90 94 1994 when i when i started out in the underground scene right yeah and you you exactly your 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 overview about it is exactly right okay back then mm-hmm. it was a place where everybody can come and check out new talent check out the new or or, or the talent that you already like new stuff Mm-hmm. Uh, what are they going to do this week you know it, it was always interesting and uh, the major difference i see is back then in 95 94 95 there was one hip hop scene okay right so when you did a gig people came down from jb they came down from penang they came down yeah. from singapore they came from wherever else around around the country they came so okay. every time you had a gig it was huge it was packed it was always um rocking yeah now it is oh you got your oh yeah represent subang jaya subang jaya got their own gig yeah okay, okay. represent kajang top kajang will have their own gigs okay you know what i mean i guess it's 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 the natural evolution okay yet 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 i mean it's the evolution that you will want i guess you know to expand the industry of the the the, the hip hop scene but we don't have the numbers for it that's my worry right oh, so okay subang have their gig right mm-hmm. so they have their gig and just say um i don't know 
Just say, I, I'm just throwing numbers. Uh. Don't sub on okay. call me. Hey, bro, I'll give a lot more people than that. And all that kind of bullshit. I don't hear that shit, okay? For, for example. Say, yeah, for example. Okay. Place X has one gig okay. on this weekend. On this weekend, right? Uh-huh. And say 30 people go. Alright. Next weekend, there's another gig in Kajang pula. Another 40 people go. Okay. Another place, another one in, in PJ, another 80 people go. So right. imagine putting all those into one gig. That was the kind of gigs and how strong it was the following back then uh, compared to now. I'm not saying that they're not strong in, in following their people now, okay. but it's just more um, broken up. More saturated. Yeah. So you don't really see the numbers and strength anymore. The strength in numbers anymore. Okay, but um, okay. but they are there and the gigs like you mentioned one thing which I really don't like about gigs nowadays also is it's become like a show yeah. exactly like what you said it's yeah. like it's just uh, like back in the day you would have just people jumping up and freestyling you know it, it just go with the flow you know what I mean yeah. whatever had, had any entertainment value yeah. would happen at that point exactly um, Yeah, so now you, you you don't leave much room for that because um, <clears throat> it is what it is, like. It, 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 because uh, because gigs back then, I remember uh, the underground scene is like it's it was raw, it was real. It doesn't matter. You can fuck up, you can make mistakes. All it doesn't matter. But you're just bringing what you have to the stage. Right now, you have to be perfect in most cases. You have to be perfectly fine. Everybody has to be sounding from the Bronx or style or whatever you want to call it. And uh, that's what it is. It's a showcase. You have four acts and the four acts going back to back. And that's about it. So it doesn't bring the feel out of it. But to my surprise, in the rock industry, okay, in the indie rock scene, it's a little bit different down there. Because I've checked out a couple of indie. I mean, there's not not exactly the same as what it used to. But they seem to be having the right niche following them. Like you say, some of the gigs that is conducted by... ROTDW, not out. The support is not as much as we used to. The music, the feel, everything on stage is is pretty much like the old school style. And as a matter of fact, uh, some of it, Jude, you know Jude, right? From Keep It Local. Whenever he does his gigs, so introducing new bands, new act, it gives that fresh feel. Okay, because these these are underground bands, which is not really on the mainstream market yet. The guys are still trying. So whenever these guys conduct this kind of uh, so-called gigs or show. It pretty much works pretty well on the rock scene. Only hip hop is a bit uh, different, I would say. Like. It's a bit different. It's like I'm tr- still trying to figure out what exactly is going on with that particular scene. It's all whether it's for the music or for the guy or for the atmosphere. I'm still puzzled on that part, man. But if you well, would have the chance I... to make a change, what would you do, it, man? What would you do? Sorry, sorry. If you would have had a chance to change this whole thing, what would you do? I mean, okay, it goes back to what you said. I, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure if there's much we can do now. It will be, it will take some time, even if we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, we just need more people supporting local music, Malaysian music, Malaysian-made music. Yeah, um, that's that's the one. Um, we need. Yeah, like you said, a lot of the acts now, you know, when you come for hip-hop gigs, I've been for a rock uh, gig like you mentioned before. It's insane, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. I, you know, I wish I wish our hip-hop uh, gigs were, were, were close to even their, half their turnout and their yeah. hype. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned, now every area has their own and so on and so forth. So everybody's got a bit of following uh, because of uh, social media. I know I uh, may not be the best, Okay. But I'm damn good at marketing myself on social media, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, true, true, true. So there's, there's a lot of 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 of, of uh, rappers out there or MCs out there that, that 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 may not be the best, but they've got a huge following. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the gigs that you go, you find this happening. Okay, like like um, recently, uh, not recently, uh, ending of last year, I think I I I judged this this uh, rap uh, competition. Uh, who's the boss uh, rap battle okay and you saw exactly that again all right they're, 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 they they came from everywhere they came from oh, everywhere because okay. it was a huge uh, rap battle um yet the crowd you could see okay this guy is from this area oh so he's bunch of 
people is over there. So when okay. he's performing, this bunch of people are making noise. So when someone else is performing, that bunch of people is making noise. You know what I mean? So it's 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 they should just get together and just start. Yeah. So it's it's, it's an individual support. It's just going for the personality rather than the act or the music itself. Correct. I think they come they 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 come with the intention of that. You know what I mean? Oh. I'm just going to see them, and then of course we. Now we 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 with with uh, social media and so on and so forth. Everyone's a yeah, I know uh, engineer. Everyone's a sound <laughs> guy. You know, it's like oh yeah, I like the show, but the sound a bit bad lah. Like, yeah, they don't you, they, they don't enjoy it for what it is. It's just music, man. Just listen to the songs. They get too technical these days, lah. I I'm correct, correct. Yeah, you know. You got to dive in if if you want to open yourself up to this ex- experience, right? You got to dive in wholeheartedly. You can't come there being a skeptic, being like, "Oh no lah, Malaysians are rapping ah, no lah, I don't think so lah," or "This guy ah, no lah, he's not that good lah." You know, you you you've already made up your mind before you even reach there. You know what I mean? So that yeah, that that that, that was that was my argument because I always have this thing. People are saying, "No lah, bro, you old timer." I mean, old guy. I hate that word lah, old timer, whatever. Oh, the last time different nowadays. Different. But you see, the thing is, we enjoyed it, dude. We enjoyed it. You saw, you see an artist on the sh- in the shopping mall. We dive, we gathered right in front of the stage just to check them out. Doesn't matter. You know the person. You don't know the person, but you are there for the music itself. You remember? I remember when the, there was a season where uh, the Fat Family was going on. I mean, everybody was in. Like you said, like I said, you were there. Mob was there. Joe. Then uh, the whole group, the whole family was there. Whenever we just used to wait. Find out which mall with whole group go down, and you, you didn't support them individually, but you supported the entire act itself. Yeah, but I think like what he said, social media. Would you agree if I would say that uh, social media kind of killed the industry to a certain point, the quality of the industry? I think social media killed the attitude of people. Okay. I don't think it killed the industry. It just did a lot of bad for people because now people think they know too much, and you know, uh, yeah, this friend forwarded me this message, so I'm gonna take it as God's word. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's it, and uh, you're not opening up and then allowing um, our new artists and and those that that, that are trying to really make a difference. Even a voice, you're not giving them a voice at all, man. I mean, <clears throat> it's 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 terrible because I know of a lot of guys that are trying to make it. Yeah. And yeah, I understand rap is all about me, me. I'm the best, I'm the best, and so on and so forth. You know that that's what a lot of people say. Rap is about all oh, rap lyrics. Everything is me. I'm the best. I'm the best. But no. it doesn't necessarily have to be that way when you're out in the crowd. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's. I understand the whole alter ego um, thing, um, but you got to be real, lah. Uh, when 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 you're on ground level, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's what I feel. Um, I actually, I I used to get uh, hell from uh, Ahmad Izam Omar when we were at positive tone. He, he he used to tell me you're too you're too accessible, bro. You're everywhere. You're walking everywhere with everybody. You're going here, everywhere. you know what I mean? He said, "Do have some separation." But I said, "No, I'm not like that." You know what I mean? I just I I go out. Anybody? Oh, hey, you you want to meet me? Okay, cool. Let's chill. Let's let's go to a gig. Let's go listen to some music or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's it's the mindset I believe that 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 artists have today that has been um. How do you say has been kind of tweaked by social media, okay. um, and a lot of it I see sadly. Okay, I wouldn't say a lot of it, but a lot that I see is 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 not really good for the industry. Um, but we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. Huh? Yeah, I think I think like what you said, it, it is based on individuals' perception on how it does. Because for me, I always believe apart from hard work, luck also plays a role in it. Like getting into the big side because, like I said, there's so many artists out there. Music is superbly good. Their raps, their rhymes, everything is perfect. Everything is a okay. I mean, you want to put the quality wise, it is international level. But for them to get the breakthrough, they're still struggling. They're still trying to make that breakthrough. But some of them who just popped in out of nowhere, just came up with one single, and poof! Next minute, you realize they're doing 
ads here and there, geeks here and there, talking on shows and this and that about the entire industry when you only came out with four songs, which I'm still puzzled Tell me about. It. I'm still puzzled Tell with that. Tell me about it, bro. <laughs> it, bro. It's the same. That's the same feeling I get, bro. I mean, like you know, and uh, the thing that kills me the most, lah. You should. I'm sure you get this a lot. You know, these young cats coming to you, like you know, uncle, ah, uh, back in the day, uh, uncle. <laughs> One backhand, I'll give you, lah, dude. <laughs> but after you're eight years old, you're telling me back in the day. I know, I know that feeling, man. Because we've seen the rap from the '90s, we've seen from the 2000s, 2010s, and uh, now, okay, we've seen like say, I would say, four generations of uh, the industry itself. And then when you, you like, you're right, they come and say back in the day. I say which day? Which exactly. day? You're talking about last three years, ah. Uh, Dude, please. For them, I don't. I, I'm just. I feel sorry for them. Like, like I said, for me, I'm more. I'm more towards uh, quality than quantity. I don't care about uh, YouTube videos whether you have a million hits or you have ten thousand, two thousand, or if you have ten. As long the song is good, that's good enough for me. Because I personally, yeah. I really look for songs which is below ten k or below fifty k or whatever like that. Those are the songs I look for because that, that's where you find the real quality in it. You know, instead of the ones that are going about one million, two million, because nothing. It's just, it's just numbers. I can just put in an ad, get some people on social media to share about it, and that's about it. Nothing so interesting, because sadly enough, what right. has happened was, I know some producers also, some producers also. The original stuff that they have created is amazing, mind blowing. It is not the usual stuff that you hear in the local industry, but sadly, due to trend, due to social media, and of course the. Uh, The so-called need for having more likes, hits, and so on, they have changed or altered the originality in just to suit the current market. So for them to get back to the older style, where the original music was out, is pretty much not there anymore. So I'm just worried about if this continues, this trend continues, the creative department or rather whatever the creativity of each individual producers or rappers is just going to disappear, man. Well, I, I I totally agree with you on that. You know, when you go to a like for me, like just say, um, different people has different uh, writing process. For me, I get the beat first, and then I write on it, right? Okay. So that that that's generally how I work. So a lot of the times when I'm looking for new tracks, I just drop by studios and uh, let producers um, hit me with all their beats. Okay. Um, so they they've always got this thing. Okay, first, I let you listen to this, huh? Okay. So they'll play me that that from that um, new school folder or something like that. Let's see, <laughs> right? So you got all your that all the following the trends and so on so forth and going down the list. So usually those have been like okay out of four five tracks maybe one I find myself like you know bumping to it a little bit and so on so forth. Then they'll be like okay, Rifat, this one you listen, ah. Huh? This one will be like from a separate folder. This like okay, this one is my personal one. This one I work on when I have the free time. When I, you know, it's my passion. So that's when you get the real gems. You know what I mean? Those yeah. stuff that they work quietly, not for not for feeding any particular market, but what they feel is good shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I would like to believe. I mean, I know it, it looks dark right now. The future looks dark. <laughs> uh, hip hop uh, going the way it is, but um, I do believe that producers um, they do have this separate folder as well for their passion projects. You know, I, I, I if they don't, if you guys don't, I really strongly urge you to do that because that's the only way that this form, this art form at its purest form, can be uh, uh, can continue to remain alive. Yeah, true. Because I'm hoping for that too, man. Because like seriously, music as it is, as we all know, it's a loop from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000. It goes back to where it is. Even for DJs, <laughs> as you can see, the music recycles, you know. But it comes at a bit on a different fine tune, a different tempo, whatsoever. So I'm just hoping and praying that uh, the the older side of hip hop or the early side of hip hop makes a comeback and just flush this new thing off. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. Criticizing, I'm not criticizing the new age of hip hop, but then again, if like what, like if we watch some of the interviews, like Snoop Dogg, any other old hip hip hopers, you say everybody sounding the same, dude. I cannot take it anymore. Yeah, I really can't yeah. take it anymore. So for those, okay, like for those who are watching this right now, whoever will be watching the replay again, here's my suggestion: 
one of the methods you can do is head on to Spotify and check out Rifa's Spotify playlist. Okay, all his music. You have a feel of what we were talking about. Okay, I have a feel. And uh, also, if you have a chance to stumble upon the singles or album that was produced by Positive Tone years, many, many years ago, which is uh, called Tricks, uh, Tricks and Tales. Yeah. Okay. You check that out and you do the comparison between the music back then and back now. You see, listen to the rhymes, listen to the rap, listen to the lyrics, the flow, and you can see the difference of what we've been talking about for the past uh, 50 minutes, man. I can't believe it's 50 minutes already. Yeah, man, time flies. Um, yeah, yeah but going, going with the, 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 the music is a whole circle thing. Yes, I, uh, I totally understand that. You know, it's pretty much the same way for everything in, in uh, fashion as well. You know what I mean? Um, but I've always been a strong believer that that music is music, you know. It is it's 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 a personal thing that you are doing. Um, if other people like it, hey, great. You know what I mean? It's great. But for me personally, it's not why I I, I write. I prefer to write to test myself. Um, okay. And it and it's very difficult for me to finish a track right and like it. It's okay. hard for me to like my own tracks, you know. So I'm always okay. Something is wrong. Something needs to be better. And so it's 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 internally it's a, it's me challenging myself. And so I feel like whatever the genre, okay. Um, like now, okay. A good good example would be um, Bruno Mars, lah. Just say, okay. okay. He's brought back the whole like disco, Michael Jackson kind of uh, vibe Five. again. Um, and it's not really, it's not really uh, the time yet. I believe you know when he when he brought it back, but it okay. takes somebody like that to bring back the cycle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Very it it, it really naturally happened, but it naturally happens because somebody had the balls to actually do something uh, against the norm that's happening right now and make a banger out of it. I guess the popularity of the backup that he had and the following that he had, so whatever he's introduced, people just accepted the whole thing. But unless if Bruno Mars wasn't someone famous at all, someone newcomer trying to bring back that old feel, then it would have been a different story, lah. Correct, 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 correct. But I mean, I feel, I, I still feel that that that, that people should be more adventurous, uh, especially okay, lah. I mean, let, let's not go worldwide. I mean, you know, um, let's look Malaysia as that's the industry that we are trying to save. Yeah. Um, yeah, we need to broaden our horizons. Like, I have friends who, who only listen to rap or something like that. And I think that is quite... Um, it's, it's You're limiting yourself so much. Um, I understand that, oh yeah, you're hip-hop for life and so on and so forth. But <clears throat> music is music, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel bad for anybody who just listens to one kind of music. Um, so you want to grow, you want to expand your music so that your music don't sound like everybody else's. Listen to more types of music, plain and simple. A variety. At least it gives yeah. you a new perspective and your next songwriting or music producing. Because that's exactly. what happens. Like Because like I said, like I've been hanging around with a lot of producers and also artists and so on. The ones I know in terms of quality, uh, quality materials that come out, like you say, the gems itself, those are the guys who actually had a different perception of music. They listen to every single beat you can think of from the 70s, from the 80s. Even some goes go up to the 60s, which you don't think could be useful. But then again, they resampled the track, brought it forward, and you had hits after hits after that, man. But I'm looking forward yeah. for you, man. I'm looking forward for your new stuff. Since you're talking about Sepultras and hip-hop together, right. that is something that I would love because I am into rock. Okay, I'm into rock and I'm into hip-hop. And having both worlds together, okay, that will be a treat in fact, man. That'll be a treat, in fact. So, where are we looking at that? I know MCO Kachawari now, but uh, what? Yeah. Uh, I hope we can release our single before before end of this year, but it all depends on this whole MCO thing again. But I think should be able to, should be able to. Uh, Just hopefully, see, yeah. yeah, touch wood, you know, end June, we're out of here, or July, you know, I still got like half the year. Um, yeah, so we are, we are, we are, we are, we're trying to rush it out. We're trying to do as much as we can right now, even though we're in lockdown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped to let you listen to it, man. Um, as soon as I can, I'll, uh, I'll drop you the single. Uh, Please and, do. Uh, yeah, and then uh, we can forward. take it from there. 
I'm also yep. uh, apart from all this music and stuff. How has MCO been treating you? What have you been up to, man? Nothing much, bro. I sit at home. Uh, my kids take up a lot of my time. Uh, my son and my daughter and my wife. So it's just four of us just chilling at home, watching TV, watching the heck out of my TV. My TV lifespan <laughs> went down by three years already. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all we all are facing the same thing. I'm just I'm just running out of ideas of things to do, man. I'm seriously running out of ideas. First two weeks, okay, I can do this, can do that. Third week, fourth week, it's like what the fuck am I supposed to do now? <laughs> correct, bro. Correct. Like like the other day, I read this stupid meme online. I which cracked me the fuck up because it's the same thing everybody's thinking, man. Oh man, I'm gonna dry the clothes today. I wonder what should I wear. <laughs> I mean that, that's what happens. Like my wife said, "Dear, you got to go get some household groceries." You know how excited I was when she said yeah. that. In a, in a normal day, when without MCOs, like I'll drive myself to Allah next week, like tomorrow, like order online. Yeah. But now I'm so excited. I'm willing to walk about four kilometers just to get the stuff and come back. Walk, you know, not even drive. You know, that's how it feels right now. <laughs> I just can't wait. They said they said it's going to be 12th of June. I'm expect uh, sorry 12th of May. I'm expecting it to be end of the month, end of May actually. But uh, yep. know, apart from that, you got anything else you you usually do apart from TV and kids? Uh, no, man. I mean, lately I've been going to the studio quite a bit before the MCO hit, but uh, that was put to a stop. So and my laptop just busted. So I ordered a laptop online. I'm actually supposed to be here today, so I've been on the lookout. That's why I'm, I'm streaming you on my phone, and yeah, it's not that great. Nah, no worries at all, man. It's all good. But anyway. I have to say thank you very much, man. Finally, I really get a chat with you and ask you all these questions because yeah. I've been wanting to ask you this for years now. Because every time we bump, we're in a different situation, lah. So we never yeah. really had a chance to get a chance to do this. But uh, this time, it, thanks a lot for clearing my doubts, man. I always wondered, always wondered why is Rifa so mysterious? Why he comes and disappears? and comes and disappears. Now at least I know why. Lah. Now I know why. Rifa, lah. Anyway, disappears. Rifa disappears like a puff of smoke in the air, bruh. Okay, okay, okay. Then he reappears with the next puff, lah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just when you forgot about him, he'll appear. Yeah, and of course, for those watching in and for the watching this uh, this uh, broadcast or whatever you want to call it, don't forget to check out his Spotify, which is uh, Rifa for Real. Okay, you can also yeah. go for Radio Radio Refi, just type it out down there. You might get a bit confused if you want to go on YouTube and type out Refi. You might find different things. Okay, Refi yep. doesn't only mean music, but it means so many other stuff. And you might come across things that you might shock you lah. But don't don't go for that. Look for the one music you see his face properly. Then you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. Definitely. All right, dude. I think it's time for us to wrap this up. Once again, thank you so much. Thank you very very much. It's nice chatting with you. We gotta catch Same up here, after MCO and uh, well, best of luck in your music, man. Sure thing. Thanks a lot, Nav. It was nice catching up. Take care, everybody you out too. there. Peace. Peace, y'all. See you.